everyone, and welcome to Work Minded. Today we'll be exploring the idea of self-compassion. Taking a compassionate approach toward your experiences and emotions can help you to cope more successfully with stressful events, with burnout, and with other responsibilities of caregiving toward yourself and toward others during this critical time. When it comes to the study of self-compassion, one of the key influencers in the field is Dr. Kristen Neff. Her definition of self-compassion is really approachable. With self-compassion, we give ourselves the same kindness and care we'd give to a good friend. She breaks the concept down into three key components. There's self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. The first component of self-compassion, which is self-kindness, is all about how we respond when things in life take an unfavorable turn. We can deny or fight this reality, increasing our stress and our frustration as we go, or we can accept this reality with an attitude of sympathy and compassion. Rather than judging or criticizing ourselves during painful experiences, we treat ourselves kindly instead, and this helps us to navigate difficult emotions and situations more steadily. The second component of self-compassion is common humanity. It illustrates Dr. Neff's idea that navigating difficult feelings is something that's a part of our shared human experience. When we experience something negative, it's common to feel that we're alone or we're isolated in dealing with the situation. But there is a lot of comfort in the idea that even when you're feeling isolated or alone in your suffering, you're still connected with others who can relate to these feelings in the past and the present and the future. Mindfulness is Dr. Neff's third component of self-compassion. The power of mindfulness lies in its ability to help us see and experience the pauses between our thoughts, rather than being swept away by how we're feeling in the moment. Most especially, mindfulness puts us in a non-judgmental state of mind to help us separate out our truest selves from our temporary emotions. And this provides us with the opportunity to welcome in kindness and compassion for coping in moments of difficulty and stress. Research continues to show that self-compassion plays a key role in how we can manage stressful events better. Cultivating mindfulness and self-compassion has been shown to improve resilience and coping strategies and to reduce anxiety and stress levels. Self-compassion also helps us to achieve a good balance between adaptive or maladaptive coping behaviors. A good example of this comes from the consumer science arena, which capitalizes on our desire for distraction during challenging times. Approaching a negative mood with self-compassion actually offers greater benefits than approaching a bad mood with distraction. So next time you're tempted to act out your feelings by turning to overeating or excessive spending or numbing yourself with other distractions, which we all do from time to time, you can try to help yourself stay on track by treating yourself to self-compassion instead. The exploration of self-compassion as a concept in organizational science has continued to evolve, especially in a caregiver context. You might already be familiar with some of the benefits of self-compassion training for nurses. Online self-compassion training has also been used as a successful way of reducing distress and promoting happiness among psychologists in training. And self-compassion can be considered a key competency for anyone in the helping professions, like healthcare workers and therapists. Self-compassion also plays a significant role in the management of burnout. As universal caregivers, right now we're all experiencing some kind of burnout in some ways. Burnout is sometimes classified into three profiles. There's frenetic, there's under-challenged, and there's worn out. 
These profiles have been shown to be related to self-compassion, and cases relating to the negative dimensions of self-compassion are more susceptible to each type of burnout. Think about what this means for you. Is there a burnout type that you identify with the most? And where could applying self-compassion help to bring you into balance? One of the most important takeaways for this episode is the idea that self-compassionate behavior in others might actually influence how compassionately one feels and behaves toward oneself. The concepts presented in this series of the podcast all point to the link between more effective caring for yourself and more effective caring for others. A strong foundation in self-compassion can equip us to be more compassionate and effective caregivers all around. A participant in a study on self-compassion even said, I understand now one must employ self-care in the form of self-compassion and non-judgmental acceptance of self before one can relate and extend these qualities to others. And that's exactly what we'll practice in today's mindfulness session. In today's mindfulness session, we'll practice flipping the script on how our brains tend to process negative situations. We'll use a practice called taking and sending to turn the tables on our tendency to push away negative feelings. By making space to let those feelings in, we can be more effective at managing them and at sending out care and support to others. To start, take some time to settle in. Sit up nice and straight and shake out any wiggles. Do whatever you need to get comfortable. Check in with yourself. And if this practice at any point starts to feel too intense, either physically or emotionally, just take a step back and you can go and get any space or any help that you need. As part of our practice today of self-compassion, take the extra time to really tune in to what your body is asking for and how you can make yourself especially comfortable. If you need to put on a sweater or remove your glasses or adjust your seat or any other small gestures that would make you settle in even just a little bit easier, go ahead and do it now. And then take a few moments just to breathe naturally and settle into this moment. This practice will use the breath to acknowledge the difficulties we would normally turn away from and to send out positivity and support instead. Our natural tendency is to push away the negative and welcome the positive. Today, we're going to switch that up by welcoming in the negative and pushing out the positive. We'll breathe in space for any difficult feelings or emotions, then breathe out positivity or support to share with others. As an example, you might think of the anxiety you feel at caring for your children while they aren't attending school as usual. Breathe in however this feels for you. It might be worry or stress, uncertainty, or many other different things. And then while you breathe out, focus on what kind of support you would wish for others in a similar situation. You might exhale a sense of patience or a feeling of confidence for every parent learning to teach, or maybe even a wish for the health and safety of all in this new normal. So go ahead and bring to mind a difficult situation that you're dealing with. It could be something where you feel frustration for yourself or on behalf of someone else or even a group of people. Try not to pick anything too distressing to focus on while this muscle is building up, but call to mind a challenging situation and recall any negative feelings that you felt or witnessed. 
And now take a nice deep breath in. And as you breathe in, focus on the reality of how this situation and these negative feelings felt. You don't need to spend any energy trying to run from the negativity or trying to chase it away. Instead, just acknowledge that it's there and try to make a little space for it to sit there just for a second. And then let out a nice deep sigh. And as you breathe out, picture any support that can make the situation more manageable. And imagine sharing this support out to others going through it now. On each inhale, breathe in an acknowledgement of any difficult emotions, letting them sit just for a minute. Then on each exhale, send out a picture of the support you wish to share for others. This could be health or healing or kindness, or a wish for space so others can acknowledge their own challenges, or anything else that resonates with you in the situation. On your next inhale, acknowledge and make space for the difficulties of the situation. And on your next exhale, send out the support that you want to share with the world. And as we finish up with a few last rounds for this practice, continue to focus on the intention of each breath. Breathe in with the intention to acknowledge the challenges that you or others are facing and then breathe out with the intention to provide support. Maybe remembering, if it resonates with you, that the more space we create to acknowledge the negative, the more we can transform it into something positive to share with ourselves and with others. And now we'll start to wind down our practice. So go ahead and slowly start to come back to being present. Hear any sounds that are taking place around you. And start to make little movements with your fingers and with your toes. Moving eventually to your arms and legs. And finally, you can gently open up your eyes and take in the space around you. Your call to action for this session is to practice this breathing whenever you witness something distressing or frustrating. You can't control much of what's happening in the world, especially the way others respond due to their own stressors and pressures. But you can work toward cultivating self-compassion to help navigate these situations more effectively. This will help you to be a more compassionate caregiver toward yourself and toward others. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 